dad stealing the show once again. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Me, My Dad goddamn bachelor i'm matilda bosley this is my dad ray bosley uh he's not having a great time (laughs) (laughs) this is the most bedraggled i've seen you like i get it i wasn't like expecting you to love the show but i didn't i didn't expect it to to get you down this much to sort of impact you so negatively in this way look uh, you know yesterday 24 hours ago we'd just seen the episode that made me really angry um, and and now that's kind of evaporated, and there's nothing that's replaced it. I'm, it's sort of got no kind of I've got no sort of emotion in any particular direction at all. Just sort of tedium and exhaustion. I, I don't know. It's like, um, what's the point? I think is my, my overriding take on t- today. Well, why don't we just dive into your reactions to episode three, which um really really got under your skin? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think I've finally come out the other end of my Stockholm Syndrome. I'd say I not only want it to go away, I want it to go away into a desert and die of thirst and rot and be eaten by vultures. There was not a single thing in it that, that wasn't bad. The only good thing was Juliet. It was all just negative eating away at you. I actively hate this show. I want people to know that immediately after Dad spewed (laughs) that rant of vitriol and hatred, he left the room. Two minutes later, he came back in and said, Matilda, I think I need a hug (laughs) because you were so emotionally drained. I don't think you've expressed that much negative emotion in in years. Just just to jump in and be a bit more specific, the, 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 the genuine reason that I needed a hug was just because I was thinking about how much how hateful I was with my immediate reaction and just wanted to kind of re- reassure both of us that I was actually still me underneath there somewhere. It got me annoyed as well. It was just... Um... The tape wasn't rolling when I was sort of saying it. it was kind of coming to me as I was talking about it that it was that I felt that the real true dark evil heart of the show had revealed itself in that episode and, and I kind of took particular note of who the creator was because I thought... Okay, you're just a cynical, awful, misanthropic swine. <laughs> uh, you know that yeah. this the, this episode the, that episode um, was the one where everything, like the real kind of engine of the show, was suddenly laid bare. It's like get whittle down, you know, make it as entertaining as you can and as kind of colourful and, you know, imaginative, different permutations, combinations, different little sort of squabbles and things uh, as you winnow down the, the, the cast until some genu- some some of the, the the women have kind of fallen for the bachelor for reasons that I can't get behind but mm. um so it, it there's two really two um Bella and Irina are clearly kind of at least got a very serious crush on him and as you're kind of uh, pointing out that you know that the, the flip side of that is they get genuinely jealous when when they're not with with Lockie and that other people are and stuff and so you've got this sort of heightened kind of genuine emotions coming through and and yet the format of the show keeps on rolling and that people get winnowed out and 
And so it's kind of genuine human suffering that we're watching. It's it's like being at the Colosseum. It's, <laughs> it's, it's to the death now. It, it is exactly that thing where it is. It goes from being extremely flippant to being just about people's genuine lives and actual trauma being inflicted on people and, yeah, real... It's ugliness. It's it's suffering, and it's kind of and even and in spite of myself, even Lockie, you kind of feel for him because he's got no choice. He's he's playing along. He's he's sort of drinking the Kool Aid and everything, but um, he's obviously not enjoying sort of sending people home now and making people kind of hang there. And they've you know obviously he's contractually obliged to take twenty seconds to decide who to give each rose to, <laughs> and. Um, and even though, you know, I've, there's no love lost between me and him, that can't be a nice feeling anyway. Okay, so we do another one of those weird things where we sort of start in the middle of the episode. So he's just been on a single date with Beck, which I have to admit I completely forgot about until the rose ceremony and then she was there holding a rose. And that was the white water That was the white water Yeah, okay, cool. So we've just had the single date with Beck, allegedly, um, and we've now got a bit of a group date where there's been a lot of time being spent talk, talking about how Lockie hasn't sort of experienced the human touch of another person in oh, several months, lockdown, which, which may or may not be at all true. Yeah, look, there's a lot of, there's, you know, there's a mounting kind of <laughs> delegate of people suggesting that that isn't necessarily the case. Some of whom are cast members of MAFs. <laughs> yep, 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 indeed. So, um, yes, we start this and it's kind of, they've got this intimacy consultant <sighs> yep. who I don't believe does anything. Mm. I did like her. I liked her little collotte pants. Yep, yep. But I don't believe she can much. She essentially just stood there as all the women well, it was, drew on him. She she allegedly came up with the exercise, which was for Lockie to stand there in his jockey shorts and for everyone to come in, and he's blindfolded, and they come in and they can touch him. And the ground rules were sort of gotten out of the way with in her opening spiel, which was, you know, Lockie's anywhere, you don't want people to touch. And he gave the classic line, no, go for gold. Yeah, Lockie wants us to know that he likes to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and also Caitlin, she was like, intimacy is my specialty. Oh, and I'm right. like, what does that possibly that was, mean? Reminded me of like Pulp Fiction when they're talking about the pilot that Uma Thurman was in <laughs> and her, her character's specialty was sex. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. There, there was one main controversy which was Bella chose to leave a very faint kiss mark <laughs> on Lockie's upper boobie. Yeah, heart, and, as she puts it. Uh, uh, I think Irina would question that. Yep. And then Irina decides to draw just a whopping great big fat heart on his heart. Yeah, and then the, the controversy is that Bella immediately saw that and then couldn't see where she'd done the kiss and her conclusion was that, that Irina had drawn the heart drawn. And, and coloured it all in and, and just covered up her original mark. Yeah, it's a big scandal. Mm. I'd say, you know, up there with kind of, you know, who's to blame for hotel quarantine, you know. Uh, Who was on the grassy knoll. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for that. I actually couldn't remember any um, <laughs> any references. metaphors yeah. that wasn't coronavirus related. Oh, you know right. what the one I was planning afterwards was? Who let the people off the Ruby Princess? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, I've become very narrow-minded. <laughs> um, 
I will get to Osha thanking the girls for their patience during the coronavirus later. I was upset about that scene. <laughs> um, oh, then Juliet surprisingly, like, doesn't do anything fun. She just, like, writes oh, peace, right. love, hate, fear, something like that on his back. Yeah, doesn't... yeah, free, happy. Free. Oh, yeah, true. Anyway, I was disappointed with her. I, I was wanting someone to take him up on, on, on his more raunchy yeah, offers. You wanted someone to dig for gold. Yeah, exactly. And they were all going for bronze. Mm. So we've got <laughs> we've got this sort of Ballarat random drama going on. And then Steph's like, mm, fuck it. And then goes up and just max on with him on the lips, <laughs> which is so bold. This is her first kiss with this man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... This is their first physical interaction, is him blindfolded, her kissing him. She'd been on a date already? No, I don't no. think so. Oh, no, no, it was easy. That was easy. I can't believe we're like 12 episodes deep into this show and you and mum both ask me at least five <laughs> times an episode, is that Steph or Izzy? It, when Steph isn't even on the show. Yeah, particularly <laughs> after Steph got sent home a week ago. Yeah, oh, what's Izzy doing? No, I don't know. <laughs> home drinking wine mm. so he's takes steph on the sort of end single day on the strength of that yeah, yeah. Once, once it was revealed who did what once it was revealed that steph sort of gave him the little smoochy smooch he decides to take her on on the single date and and dad how does this single date go well it was a Bit of a fizzing all over before we really saw any of it. They went. That's right. They went to some hotel. They, they went, went to the, the Novotel Hotel, the world famous Novotel Hotel. The, no, the world famous. It's so funny. Um, sometimes I'm driving back across the city link in the morning, and the Novotel will um light up all of its lights, oh, saying yeah. "Stay home" or like "Well done." Or like wear oh, your mask. Okay. Right. It does little coronavirus oh, messaging, good on and it. then I saw yeah. their Novotel hotel like all like open with like all their lights oh, it's, on. So Sydney, like, isn't it? Fully operating. Yeah. It, was a, it was a bit rough to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, completely void of any chemistry. This this first date. Well, seemingly the exact same amount of chemistry as with Izzy, but like somehow it's not okay when it's with Steph. Oh, okay. Don't you like he was sort of like oh it's all too giggly you know we're just surface level but I feel like he's exactly the same with Izzy. Yeah. Anyway, I just don't believe that Steph could have ever done anything wrong in her life ever, and she's my favorite person and I love her. Mm. So I just you know I don't I don't get it. Yeah, maybe he only liked her when she was dressed as a dad. Oh, okay, that was her. That was easy. Okay. <laughs> We've had this. We, In fact, we have this discussion every episode. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was a non-event. Um, they were definitely friends zone, right? That yeah. was that one, yes. And then so the aftermath of that was what? Uh, Nothing. Just yeah. she doesn't get a rose, essentially, That's which right. she's worried about. Yeah, and there were many lingering close-ups of her sort of looking expectantly. Oh, which hand is he hiding the rose in? Is he going down to get it from... Oh, no. Oh, okay. I love the idea that there was a rose under a cushion somewhere that just, like, stayed put. It's probably still there. They've forgotten about it at the Novotel. Oh, my gosh. Um, A treasure hunt for anyone heading there. (laughs) (laughs) Some hotel quarantine person finds it. Um, So then we get back to the house. I feel like there's some product placement I can't even really remember. Oh, was it? it must have been Magnums. Espresso or Magnums. And then he takes Irina on a single date. Yes, that's right. They go off, uh, hit the road in the combi in the van. van. When they pulled up the van, I was like, oh, this is finally like a date I could actually get behind. Like uh-huh. van life. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I've Hit during the, road, the coronavirus. Copy of Jack Kerouac on the front seat. During the coronavirus, I've been thinking a lot about sort of spending all my money on a sprinter van uh-huh. and then turn it into a little van life uh, right. life yeah. journey. What I was interested in, though, a big part of van life is um, pooping in front of people in a little compostable toilet, and they yeah. seem to not highlight that with Irina and Lockie. Right. Well, okay. Did, did you think either of them poop? I suppose they'd have to. They're too pretty, probably. Mm. Yeah. Irina feels Irina like... Would. No, I, I was saying Arena feels like there's quite a bit pent up in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rage of Bella is making it difficult. Um, well, look, so they, they go out on a big adventure. They're mountain biking, they're setting up campsites. Yeah, but I like that he was like, I want a girl who can go on an adventure and then they sort of just pull into like a gentle feel. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Um, it really bothers me when people are like, I love adventure, I love adventure, because that's such like a... Loving adventure, I feel like, is such a sort of first world modern day experience because it's like back in the day, like medieval times, people adventures, that was like a king coming into your village and demanding you like fight in the war with them. Yeah. Like that was adventure and now it's like mountain bike riding. I don't know what my point is now. It just like bothers me every time that I'm like, look, he doesn't know what adventure is. Yeah. we, We live lives where danger is a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And in coronavirus, I think we've all had enough. I, I'm annoyed at him seeking out danger after we've all just survived a plague, I think is what I'm getting at. Mm. So tell, tell me about what's the big thing that happened with Irina here. Okay, so Irina, um, we, get, we get all this sort of foreshadowing with, you know, little talking heads to us, letting us in on the secret that she's got a bombshell to drop. And, of course... Um, imaginations went wild in our lounge room and it's like, okay, oh, she, she's on her second marriage and, and has got a kid and, mm. um, or, you know, I don't know what else. That, that was basically it. The, Th- those are the big two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are the only acceptable bombshells. Yep. Oh, sometimes people admit that they're bisexual. Oh, okay. And then The Bachelor says as long as they're on the right path now, meaning men. <laughs> right. That was a classic Honey Badger moment. Uh, we loved that. Yeah, yeah. He said, I don't care about your path as long as you've decided what you want now. Yeah. Um, We're all kind of on tenterhooks. What is this? And is, is this going to be make or break? Because she's professing a bit of doubt about, you know, oh, it's a... It's a gutsy move on my part. I don't know. Don't know which way this is going to go. Mm. And uh, and then, of course, what it turns out to be is she sort of fesses up that she's falling in love with him. Or no, 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 exactly. She's fallen. Fallen for him. This is an important distinction, and mm. this is something that you will you will grasp over the series, right. which you will be watching more series. But. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on the Bachelorette ads, which oh, started yesterday. We we will discuss the Bachelorette. Um, so there's there's basically three things. There's maybe four. I can see myself falling in love with you. Oh, okay. Half assed. Yep. We don't stand. Yep. I'm falling in love with you. Right. I'm in love with you, mm-hmm. and I've fallen in love with you. I'd probably say I'm in love with you is the last. Fallen is even maybe. A little bit less, but the so different... no one's ever had the, the sort of um, impetuousness to say I love you. Yeah, it's very difficult for yeah. people. Yeah. But the difference between falling in love and fallen in love is large in the bachelor world. Like right. usually, people will do one date. Like around this time, I'm falling in love on hometowns. I've fallen in love with you. Okay. Like it's or a straight up 
sometimes I, I love you. So so the fact that that's what Irina says versus what Bella said, like, I, I think that plays a role here. I think we got to right. keep that in our little <clears throat> minds. Yeah. So what do you think about people professing love on this show? This is the first time you've seen it. Oh, look, uh, it, it was not something I felt there was any need for. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> just is the whole point of the show. No, but, but no, it's so it's, refreshing. It, no, the whole point of the show, surely, if you have a rational mind, is that uh, some guy, for no good reason, that nothing that he deserves, except perhaps being telegenic, has uh, a group of women, and at the end of the series, there's one, one left, and they're going to have, they're going to date, mm. basically. Mm. Um. The, well, the, there's only one outcome, which is heartbreak, which is kind of, you, in, you know, just doesn't, it's just not logical to, to get into that position. In fairness to Lachlan, what else is he meant to say? Like, that is a tough situation, which is The Bachelor has to then kind of be like, because he can't say I love you back, obviously. Look, if he was, if there was any sportsmanlike conduct involved, he would, and he wasn't into that person, then he would send them home that night. Well, I think he is into both of them. So what – I'm not sure. Did you see the preseason promos? Because he very much – the promos was all saying these two women, meaning the last two women, mm. who we don't know who they are but we do, um, I'm in love with both of them. Okay. And you don't say goodbye to someone you love. So oh, right. sounds like he's genuinely – He's going the full Jack Thompson, which might be not be a reference you get. Who Who is that man? Jack Thompson is probably one of Australia's most famous actors, given the – the, the the spectrum of our film history, yeah, and famously um, was in a menage a trois, or you know, he lived with two women on a farm in New South Wales or somewhere. I don't think Bella and Irina are close enough friends for that to, mm, to yeah. for that to be to be. Possible. Maybe in about episode five might have floated. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he should have got in on the ground level back then. Okay, so we've got Irina's date. They come back, and then all of a sudden, we're just on Izzy's date now. Which means between these two rose ceremonies, there's four dates. There's Beck, the group date, Irina, and then Izzy. Yeah, yeah. That feels like a lot. Yep, yep. Like, and, you know, the little Steph date afterwards. Mm. So tell me about Izzy's date because, and not because, like, I'm just trying to kind of prod this podcast along <laughs> narratively. I just, like, was on Twitter and don't know what happened. Okay, so Izzy's date, what was that one? Oh, that was a strange... This, what I actually genuinely love is the sheer gall of uh, <laughs> Lockie sort of, you know, waltzing these people into this sort of scenario that clearly, you know, a, a room full of people have brainstormed and come up with and then kind of figured out the most the most palatable, most, you know, best way to sort of present this and everything. And then he sort of walks them into this room that's got beds and, and balls of wool and Christmas trees and all sorts of things <laughs> in it and saying, I've come up with this little fun little exercise <laughs> that we're both going to do. It's this... Um, Little vignettes, little sort of tableaus of, of kind of big event, big parts of, of life together, a, a, a relationship together, a lifelong, and, and they're going to sort of navigate their way through and uh, there's quiz questions about I, it. I want you to read this note that I've oh. written as we watch this bit. Dad, you have discovered the wonder of bachelors pretending that they invented the date. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, it's a mainstay of the show. Uh, yeah. In fact, 
I think Lockie's been better than other guys that sort of like given a bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But oh, other okay. times they're like, oh, yes, yeah, so I just organised this crane <laughs> to lift us down over a cliff so we can sit in a chair looking out over this beautiful vista, uh, this multi-thousand dollar date. I just whipped it up. Oh, this helicopter, I've just organised it to come down. Oh, you know, this bath full of chocolate. I've been melting Look, this can, all in my kitchen. I can come at dude sort of saying to the president, listen, for this next date, can you get a helicopter? Because there's this spot I used to rock climb that'd be great. Mm. I could, un- you know, I could come at that. But setting up a multi-question sort of relationship quiz with props and a whole empty floor of a warehouse devoted to it. No, I'm sorry. The best one was in the Honey Badgers season where he forced the producers to let him have one of the dates be in his um, uncle's pizza shop. (laughs) (laughs) Which like clearly was like something that he threw in at the last second while signing the contract. (laughs) And he's like a whole plot point on the show Unreal. Like the Bachelor trying to organise his businesses to be included and it just like definitely happened in that one. (laughs) It's pretty good. So God, I don't know. I understand mawkish... what this is. Yeah, it was weird. It and... was basically all just a rose for him to ask Izzy if she's going to move to Bali. I guess. Just that first question. Life priorities, you going to move to Bali? Oh, was that it? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, oh, that one slipped past me. I didn't see She that. was like, yeah, I'll move to Bali. <laughs> I don't, what's Izzy's job? Do we know? I forget. She's not the mechanic, is she? No, no that was Roxy. Oh, she okay, was the right. mechanical engineer. Is, it, is she different. the? Um, uh, oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, I don't. I don't feel like. If she only would we had the technology to <laughs> find out. Uh, look, I'd find out for Bella, but not for easy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, someone who's not going to make it past next Wednesday. I can't really be. Yeah. Be yep. too fast. I do like her though. Um, uh, one problem I had. So part of it was deciding about like what family kind of situation they wanted. Whether they want kids now. Yeah. Which like I'm glad that kids hasn't been like a weirdly large kind of staple of this um, series, was- which it often is. But um, one thing I disliked is he said, um, I, I, I don't want girls to be, I'm going to see if girls get too clucky. Oh, yeah. Clucky. Mm-hmm. Clucky. That's right. Like Mother Hennish. Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, I hated but, that. But. The flip side is that Lockie came the closest he's ever going to come to redeeming himself in your eyes yeah. when they jumped onto the double bed together and the question was, who's going to be the small spoon? Oh, yeah, okay. This, I genuinely liked Lockie in this moment. where He's like a big, muscly kind of toxic masculinity kind <laughs> of guy. And then they were saying, who's going to be the big spoon? And then he's like, oh, I'll be the little spoon. And I was like, you know what? I like it. <laughs> and the date was rem- remarkable because it also had the one moment where he came closest to kind of, you know, redeeming himself in my eyes, which was they one of the, the sort of things they had to struggle through was changing a baby's nappy. So they had mm. the doll there and the nappies and they kind of fumbled around and everything. And then they finally uh, got the nappy done and then they both sort of dumped the doll on the table <laughs> and said, okay. And Lockie said, okay, that's parenting done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he wasn't as awful as normal. So they had like a little like... I think Izzy brings out the best in him. Yeah. Well, they have... They get, they're going on and on and on about Izzy getting this first kiss with Lockie. 
And then they have the kiss. It's them sitting on the bed and it's literally just like a peck. Oh, yeah. Like Caitlin got more of a kiss at the cocktail party that few weeks ago. And it was just a a little peck. Anyway, I think they kissed a bit more later, but I want to know. Mum chimed in at this point and said, oh, no. He hasn't moved his hand up and down her arm at all. And I think that was mum's sort of calling time right, yeah. on, on Lockie and Izzy's relationship. What do, what do you think about them? Oh, look, there's, it's pretty clear that, that you know, he, he sort of likes her and they get on well and everything, but there's, not, there's no spark there. It's kind of... Whereas uh, Izzy is sort of genuine and, and, and her, the, the things that... The, the honest communication you get is pretty sort of unsophisticated like she's not trying to hide anything not trying to play games she's just putting herself out there and Lockie matches that with not having much (laughs) to offer well that's the thing she was just answering all the questions just like normally and honestly and he was just like eh Mm, mm. eh what I, I don't know, it feels like for a man that's constantly talking about how much he, like, loves adventure and to live on the wild side, he's kicking out any girl with a personality. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, Juliet actually gets into later. What, does this lead us now to the cocktail party? It must, mustn't it? I feel like we've gone, we've gotten through this very quickly for the amount of stuff that happened in this episode, so but she, also not she, a lot. So Izzy came home with a rug. With a rug. Was she... Played that pretty close to their chest. Well, the first we knew about that was when they arrived at the cocktail yeah. party. Because um, I think we were sort of wondering whether that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Belle is getting all sort of paranoid, isn't she? Belle, okay, yes. This is this is the kind of big lead up in this episode, which is sort of the spiralling of Bella. Mm. Which um, Irene has gone on this date. Bella's got it convinced in her mind that Irene has been lying about hiking this whole time. <laughs> she doesn't right, want right. to actually be hiking. This is all just a plot to make her seem like she's the perfect man for Lockie. Or woman. Or yep, you know what? You it's a valid point that she's <laughs> the perfect woman for Lockie. And and, you know, she's just lying constantly, which I don't know. I don't know what to believe, which is like, are, are the produ- is it just that Irina wins so the producers are cutting out all the bits where Irina actually does anything bad so we like her? Probably. Like, uh, it feels quite a lot for Bella to just be making it up out of her mind. But also all the ba- examples that Bella lays out are things that are, like, easily disprovable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like you've... You try to sort of be a bit kind of cynical about what you're being, the story you're being fed, but we're certainly, at least, you know, from this point onwards, we're certainly getting lots of Bella just being kind of, you know, paranoid, actively paranoid and making up or, you know, like living too too much in, a, in her own sort of, you know, feedback loop of, um, you know, uh, insecurities and worry and, the, and it seems that she's making up all this stuff about, Irene, because, you know, Irina, when they were out mountain bike riding and camping, and Irina looked perfectly at home, mm. you know, didn't seem like she was a big phony. Yeah, she just seemed, like, quite content. Mm. Um, I don't know, I am actually liking Irina more. But maybe, yeah, well, oh, look, God, that's what the producers want me to be doing, guess, isn't it? Right. I've fallen right into their trap. This, this three-dimensional chess game is getting yeah. coming towards the, the final. I would like to argue that all chess games are three-dimensional. Oh, this will be a four-dimensional one because time is also involved. We don't all make every uh, move at fifth once. Fifth-dimensional, the psychic who's f- sensing Bella's alive grandfather's uh, spirit right. is also moving a rook around. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> so, but as well as well as Bella's kind of you know 
cunningly edited paranoia. There's also Juliet's um, kind <laughs> of getting, getting, getting to the end of her tether, getting to the end of her patience, which I is good entertainment, I must admit. I adored this. Um, she's not coping. I mean, it's gotten to the point when people start going on second dates, and especially when, like, someone like Izzy is go- already going mm-hmm. on a second date, you've got to know that you're not. Yeah. It's not happening for you. And Juliet begins to unravel in such a beautiful way. Um, She is constantly talking about all the boys that she's been ignoring over text, that she's spent all this time texting Lockie and he's being ignoring these famous DMs. We'll get into who later, but I (laughs) wanted to note um, a couple of things, which is, I was so torn. She goes on this little tear about how Lockie always says he wants an adventurous woman. Well, I'm wild. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm adventurous. I'm all of that. And yet he's like just ignoring me. And then she goes on a very anti-woman and, you know, treating women like the enemy, which absolutely is not the case. Very antithetical to everything I believe in, but also fucking hilarious rant <laughs> where she's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to have Bella's little dead eyes? Do you want me, <laughs> do you want me to be like Irina, just like the most boring old grandma? That's do you want me right. to be like Izzy, just like a best or like a little yeah, sister or something? Uh, I think she said okay. friends or something. Yes. Uh, it was so... Yeah. Juicy. She didn't say anything about Beck, which I was hoping for. Was but she, also, wasn't she talking to Beck? Or? I don't even know. No, no, no. Was. That was a talking head. Like, oh, she okay. sat down in front of producers <sighs> before this cocktail party and just let that all rip. Yeah. Um, while we're on the matter of Juliet, so she goes and ends up talking to Lockie. She and decides basically... to bring it all to a head, for better or worse. She... <laughs> <laughs> or ostensibly, she's, anyway. She's basically you, just you, like... you reckon she's just she was just <laughs> cutting her losses. She knew that it was, it was not going to happen, and so she thought she'd say her piece. Yeah, and she lists a couple of people whose DMs she has been ignoring. She basically puts, it says, it was in the form of an ultimatum to Lockie. Yeah. It's like, listen, I know, you know, you've had these chances to go on, on a single date with me and, and I'm... I've, I've been ignoring DMs from Young Thug's producer. To which Lockie said, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. An unnamed member of the Chainsmokers and also a Spanish TikTok star oh, right. with 4 million followers that's right. who looks to be 14, but I did look it up and he is 25. Right. So it's okay. It's okay. Yep. Um, that is the most amazing collection. <laughs> the Chainsmokers are a band you're supposed to not like. You're not they? supposed to like yeah, them. Yeah. What's so amazing about that triad of people <laughs> is that it's utterly believable. Right. Completely, 100%. I do not doubt her for one sec. Young Thug's producer, (laughs) the Chainsmokers, and just some random Spanish TikTok star. Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. So Lockie's kind of befuddled by by (laughs) this. They just... And And he has this kind of concerned, knitted brow sort of look. Cut to <laughs> just fade out of black. Cut to the limo. Limo departing. <laughs> Him closing the door. And then Osha the had to come in, didn't he? Okay, and well, explain to and the sort explainer? of explain what's happened. Well, Juliet since spoken to media, and basically she explained she just like had this revelation one day of like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, I could be texting all these people. I'm like chasing after Lockie, and basically. 
she just her exact words I think were she just went I don't want to live in a tent my whole life I'm not gonna live in a tent for this whole um, for this man and then she's like I want a man who can give me a palace not a tent and he's like I'm sorry you feel like that and she's like it's not for me and then they're like okay see ya and like kiss goodbye and like left so like it was pretty amicable by the sounds of things right, right. and they just like did a brutal cut to make it seem yes, like he yes. just like booted her out and then then we got Osha sort of coming in and, and giving all the euphemisms or what we're reading as euphemisms for a big, big thing, blow up, yeah. Which was that you know they've um, uh, Lockie and and Juliet have just sort of decided they're not not on the same wavelength or words to that effect. Mm. Um, they're not headed in the same direction, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Which I I I don't think we needed this long to figure that out, but <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Um, she's starting an Instagram TV show next. Great. So. You know, we'll be tuning in yeah. for a bonus. So has she blown her chances to go to a tropical island with other bachelors? And oh, they're definitely going to get this woman on a tropical island. Imagine. Do you reckon? I don't know that she's that good value. You're absolutely so inc- I've never heard you be more wrong. Okay. I know that you don't like her because she didn't like Roxy, but how boring was this tonight's episode without her? Okay, well, let's get into something uh, worse, worse for the human soul, which is Bella's unravelling. Yeah, yeah. So Bella, yes, has become convinced that Irina's kind of talking shit to Lockie and, and begins to craft the narrative in her mind that many a woman before her have crafted, that even if Lockie doesn't pick her, she likes him too much to want him to be with someone who is fake like this other woman. Mm. So out of pure selfless concern, she feels she has to address it with him. Yep. It never goes well. Has she not seen the other seasons? And she also, in a talking head, sort of lets us in on the fact that, you know, every single relationship that she's been in lately has broken up because of another woman. Manipulating her way in. That's right. That's right. The two last boyfriends have broken up because the other girls have manipulated their way in, which is... Not how anything works. <laughs> the law of averages alone is against you. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you picked the wrong men, personally. And I, that made me really dislike her, which is just like, oh, God, you just, you really are the kind of person that just, like, dislikes other women, right? Like, and broods on it. And uh, Look, but, I mean, obviously that's what we're meant to think, so... I mean, it's hard. It is. It does get into the kind of 4D, 5D chess now as to, okay, the, you know, it's quite clear the narrative that's being seeded here with Bella that she's, mm. you know, a bunny-boiling kind of uh, too much in her own head and, and everything like that. Uh, but is that just so that it's a surprise when she wins or is that or is that to just sort of milk the drama whether she eventually gets kicked out? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It sort of seems like Lockie's kind of made up his mind that she's the one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I, I think Arena's going to win. That's my personal opinion. Well, I think it'll have to take some other, you know, faux pas from Bella to kind of do that. Cause... Yeah, he is, he is pretty in love with her. Well, so she goes up to him. She sort of... Gives this little spiel about I don't I don't want you to get through this and then suddenly realize the kind of person you've picked with Irina and then he's sort of like 
she's never said anything about you ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is only you. And he's quite kind of shocked by it and a bit rattled. Mm. It cuts to, you know, we're suddenly in the rose ceremony. Somehow there's only two roses to give out. Gets down to the last rose. It's because everyone else and their dog got got a rose already this episode. I saw Beck standing there. I'm like, forgot you were even a character, (laughs) let alone had already been on a date this sort of... And got a rose. Segment. Yeah. And then he sort of pulls Bella aside after the rose We're down ceremony. to the last rose. Yeah. So it's 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 Maddie, Steph and Bella. Talk about a sort of thorn between two roses there. But um, so he pulls Bella aside and kind of goes. Well, no, wait for it. The, he picks up the rose, the final rose. Oh, yeah. Sorry, 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 his, sorry, sorry, sorry. Does his obligatory 20 seconds of thinking music mm. and then puts it down. And then the sound goes. Vroom. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dramatic stuff. Yep. And that had been used in all the promos. That, I'm afraid to say, is also a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a trope. Um, he pulls Bella outside and is like, hey, mate, you seem to be a woman with complex emotions and feelings, which I'm not super into what's going on. Yeah, can you be, you know, is, I just need to ask if you're going to be able to be more malleable because I, that's kind of what I need. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of independence here that isn't screaming I'll move to Bali personally. <laughs> and then we go into subtitles because they're all too quiet Whispering. to hear. Here, she even she pulls they're... him back out go, come, come, come. Because he's like about, I think what we're meant to think is he's about to go back in and kick her out. And then she's like, no, 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 no. And the, now let's bear in mind they've both got radio microphones yeah. on. So there's absolutely no reason we can't hear them. <laughs> yeah, true. She goes, I've, I've been speaking to you every every day for the last three months. And I've only just found you into AMRS <laughs> ASMR. ASMR right. This is an ASMR podcast. Have you not been? Uh, have you not been listening? Uh, not on headphones. No, is that my oh, mistake? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we'll whisper the next line into the microphone, please, Dad. <laughs> what is it? I've, I've, um, I've. Irina doesn't. I've been with you every day for the three months. Or I've. Irina. Irina doesn't matter to me. You're my priority. That's right. <laughs> I've I've spoken to you every day for the last three months, and then and then Lockie tries to sort of bail out. Oh. Oh, that's no, 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 we've had that. Father, father, father. No, it's father. okay. It's okay. It's all right. 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 They go back in, um, only for him to then just pick Bella, yeah. which I want to take a second to imagine what that would be like for Maddie and Steph. Being like, okay, it's only Bella left. I guess we're being kicked out. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, they're going outside to talk for 20 minutes while we're standing here. He's coming back. And, okay, we've been kicked out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like this useless waste of time for them. Yeah. So that's um, episode 11 done. 11, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's exactly where it ended, didn't it? Just I think so. Just hard cut on after that. Bam, yep. out. Yep. How do we feel that Maddie's out? Look, I think she was too, she was too classy for this show. Um, she uh, was had lots of opportunities to be the bigger person and she took every one of them. Didn't and get, subsequently received no didn't, camera time. Didn't get any time, um, didn't get any single dates, didn't get any thanks at all. Uh, so um, she's better off to be out of the place. Yeah, yeah, RIP. And RIP to Daddy. Steph, oh, right. Steph yeah, okay. not Izzy. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> the pause that you had is upsetting me. <laughs> oh, well, let's go into a slightly underwhelming second episode for the week. Yeah, gee. 
it's more the waiting game now. I think it's kind of like one of those football matches where one team smiles ahead and then, but it's still only the first quarter. Bella's going to win. I mean, it was a dull episode all round, really. One more forum for Lockie to prove what a shallow person he is. That was the best you could say about it. Mm. This episode, I was struggling. <laughs> My, <laughs> I've got about four different notes that just says. I'm bored. This is boring. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. <laughs> this date is boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's a worry when the product placement is one of the most notable <laughs> things in the show. Genuinely the biggest thing I remember. Um, also the revelation that there's like a white hot chocolate drink called a blondie. No, oh, I didn't. That, I, somehow or other, I missed that detail. Oh, I can't blame you. How's Caitlin still here is my first note for this episode. Yes. Being in the final five and having someone be there that you still haven't gone on a single date with is unusual. Right, right. Like that's... And everyone else in the final five you've been on two dates with pretty much? Pretty much. Yep. Except for... Nope. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> Except for Beck, but like... Oh, no, even Beck. Because they she uh, had the Skype what? date and then the oh, that's white water rapids. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, Bella is pissed off about what happened the night before, but then she's sort of telling everyone about relationships have bumps in the road. You know, I think we can work through it. And it's just, it's so interesting that <laughs> Caitlin and seemingly Izzy are just talking to Bella as if, yeah, she's one. Like, they're just like <laughs> friends supporting their yeah. friend with her boyfriend now, not even like. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit wild. Then we have the um iconic coffee pod moment uh Lockie comes in to take them on the final group She's, day he's, he's brought breakfast he, he's, he organized some breakfast he's brought one bagel and seemingly 300 starbucks nespresso coffee pods yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if there weren't half a dozen magnum stashed away on this person somewhere as well um yes i had to run over from the batch pad before they melted mm. um then they suddenly go to the brunch table and none of them are drinking coffee Right. It's They're all, all orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a bit of a Ooh. oversight or perhaps that they filmed that coffee scene later. Yeah. <laughs> Added it in. Yep. Um, Osha reveals that it's now been f- over four months that all the Which girls have been w- there. We'd sort of figured out. But... Yeah, we thought it was six months-ish. Mm. They started filming in February because, like, the show broke on March 26th, I think. Right. I saw some timeline on Twitter somewhere. The show broke. What's like broke when... up. Like oh, okay. they all went home. Yep, yep, like in yep. March. So this has been long. Mm. Like these. The, what's, so... the last five episodes have been. Just excruciating. Yeah, but like, like spanning those. Two, spanning those, two of those months. Yeah. Four months. And least. then like all these last episodes are all in like one week. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's the thing, which is I guess that in not in the early days in which I still am very annoyed at Lockie for being in, just sort of totally in love with every girl he mates. Mm. But in these days, I think we actually can forgive him slightly for how deeply he's feeling these emotions because these are like women he has been dating for half a year. Yeah. Like this is so much more of a serious relationship than right. most people have at this yeah. point in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also wild that they've gone from texting each other every day, all of them, FaceTiming, calling, have total access to Lockie, to then him just being in the house again and they can't talk to him, they can only talk to him, like, on the dates mm. and stuff. How weird is that? Four months into a relationship with a guy suddenly not being able... Suddenly having Are there pro- 
phones all confiscated yeah. when they get back to the mansion. Yeah, yeah, they don't have phones in the oh, mansion okay. or anything. Because remember, that's what Bella was saying. Like, I wish I could have just called him in the morning to make sure he was all right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so we suddenly move on to this group date, which is all them giving toasts to Lockie. Yeah, yeah, it's like Toastmasters is suddenly a sponsor <laughs> or something. Yeah, God, free membership for all the girls to Toastmasters. <laughs> wow, it's um, worth it. But we only see, like, two of the toasts. I'm assuming... No, we saw them all. Did we? And oh God. Caitlin's, Caitlin's was a one-sentence toast and it was so brilliant and 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 elegant and concise that I've forgotten what it was. It was <laughs> something like, Lockie, go for it, you're a winner or something. <laughs> I'm assuming Beck's toast was just in binary, JavaScript. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she just sort of beeped and word. Uh, he clicked and, <laughs> on, on yes and she asked if he'd accept a, co- a cookie and yes. Well, actually, honestly, Bella's wasn't much better. It was so generic. Can I read you so Bella's Hallmark full card? Can I please read you Bella's full toast? I wish you would. Um, it, it, it was, Lockie, there's something so magical about love. Finding a person who will wholeheartedly love you as you are. A best friend who will be there through the good times and work through the tough times. For me, a relationship with the right person can set you free. Home doesn't have to be a place. It can be a person. And Lockie, I already feel like you're home to me. So cheers. Was that not the most generic yeah. sentences you have ever read? There wasn't a single original, personal, mm. genuine thought in that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it it sort of worked in context, you know. I mean, she said it, she she delivered it very sincerely. He was just looking at her little doe eyes. Mm, that's right, those brown eyes. And he's usually, he usually likes blue eyes better. Oh, my God. Man, and they say he's not adaptable. <laughs> So. Truly, the sacrifices he makes now, for love. Now, we've, we've, we're still leading up to their single date, aren't no, we? No, but please, we need to get to Irina first. Of course. Irina gives the amazing bombshell that every man she has ever dated has gotten married immediately after she's dated them. Yeah. Which is, I believe, the storyline to the film Good Luck, Chuck. <laughs> Okay. I I don't Is know- that that little doll that's possessed by the devil? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the storyline. Right, right. Um she also says in other relationships sort of describing the kind of trial she's gone through she says it's just like you know oh I've been dating three other girls while we've been seeing each other you don't mean nothing to me. Um, and she sort of expressed about how that sort of situation has damaged her in previous relationships and how now she, with Lockie, is in such a better place because he's dating four other women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's diluted a little. Yeah. yeah. God, now it's hometown. She's really in trouble. Oh, okay, yeah. She's back there. Yeah, I just thought that was a remarkable kind of lack of um, self-awareness mm, for Irina. Mm. Um uh, she gives like a nice soliloquy that like makes me like her quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, they all give these toasts. I don't think he like picks anyone afterwards. Nothing really comes of it. They're all just watching it on TV, and they're all sort of like shooketh mm. of how kind of the connection that Bella and, oh, and yes, Lockie has. A lot of that. Yeah. And Irina's, you know, starting to get a bit worried. And Caitlin's kind of, you know, in her own inimitable ways, stirring the pot, like. Oh, gee, they've really got a strong connection, haven't they? Oh, wow. And she's just chomping down on a magnum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, which turned up in the ad breaks as part of the magnum ad. Yep. Who knew? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, at least she's getting free ice cream out of this situation. Um, so suddenly we're on a single date with Bella. And I don't know, can I get your opinion on this? 
did you feel like there might have been some sort of uh, metaphor in their dates? Now that you mention (laughs) it, that's right. Okay, so their date, their single date, (laughs) after these rocky sort of, uh, you know, D and M's. So they're going to do some kintsugi, which is the Japanese. Sort of art of mending porcelain. First of all, breaking plates and then mending them back together in a way that makes an asset of the repair. I don't think you're meant to purposely break things necessarily. Oh, okay. I think that was more just like a means to an end as part of this activity. Like, I I feel like Kunsugi... But he had his own special hammer there. He had his own hammer, but I think... The Kunsugi master. I think, like, traditionally it's more of a kind of art of chance Mm. than of planning. But, you know, I could be wrong. They get a little hammer. They break a little plate very neatly into three pieces. That's right. Um, which, you know, obviously had some serious overtures and allegory to the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, each piece was um, Bella's fractured reality of Irina. <laughs> yes. um, and then Lockie attempts, as they're kind of sanding down these pieces, again, just the kind of really, the it's a beautiful kind of situation they've set up, a beautiful simile. Mm. Um, Lockie tries to address sort of like, hey, mate, you were a bit <laughs> like, what? And then she's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm committed to you, your happiness. My happiness is my first priority. I'm thinking about you. Mm. Would you have been, ha- if you were lucky, would you have been satisfied with the answer, that at least the answer we were shown? So, uh, look, uh, it's, it's a very, there's a lot to unpack in that. I mean, it seemed very unsatisfactory. It seemed very kind of, uh, let's just sort of sweep this under the rug, please. Um yeah. Like, there was no kind of... There was no... No self-doubt. There was no sort of... You know what I've reflected. I think I actually may have got a bit caught up. It was the... Yeah. Yeah, there was none of that. It was more just... Um, uh, it was all framed in terms of wanting the best, wanting to focus on the future and, you know, there's always ups and downs and things can get heated, but it's for the best. Do you think they would just had to make up because they got to the bit where they were gluing the bits of the plate together so it wouldn't have worked if they um, were still fighting oh, during no. that time? You know, Lockie could have sort of fumbled it and dropped it on the ground <laughs> and smashed it into a thousand pieces. That would have worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or the Kintsugi <laughs> master could have just lunged in with a hammer and just swatted it out of the You have hands. not resolved your issues yet. You do it again. <laughs> yes. well, it would have been much better television. Uh, well, look, they mend it up. It's good as gold. Get That's it? right. Get it? They, they there's gold, gold, gold leaf. Foil, gold and, leaf yeah. on it. Um, yeah. And then they're basically just like back in business and Bella is ramping up for the big L word. Yeah. And so what now, which which mode did she click into for this one? Was it I'm, fall, I'm... I'm falling in love with? She was beating around the bush leading mm. up to it a lot, sort of saying, when I fall in love, I'm all in. Oh, that's right. And, yes. and I think I, I'm... I'm all in. Mm. Who's not all in when they fall in love? Uh, like... Lockie. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, he's for, he's all in even when he doesn't. He's all in when he sees a woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, good point. Uh, yeah, so she's falling in love with him, which yeah. it's, it's, it's a slight and difference. His, his response was, I'm heading that way. No, that was a talking head, wasn't it, to us? I think I'm heading that way too. Oh, really? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even clock that. It's interesting because um, I don't know whether everyone was perceiving it this way, but, I, you know, as she's saying this, I'm looking at Lockie's eyes and they're shifty and not meeting hers and he's looking down and there's a bit of body language going on and then that's all intercut with these 
much more sort of what you'd expect him to say, kind of talking heads and things mm. like that. And so um, I was reading that that he had, you know, reservations about this or was feeling sort of on the spot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and But then the producers didn't want me to feel that for too long. So. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Like it, you could tell he wasn't satisfied with the answer but also... I don't know, it just felt just a little bit unresolved. Yeah. yeah. Ew, those eyes. I can't. Oh. He calls her a little shit. That was my favourite. That's oh, yeah, that was that was surprisingly <laughs> candid, wasn't it? He goes on this sort of bizarre rant about like being pissed off at her, but sort of being obsessed with the, her eyes and like how do the eyes do it? And then it goes, he sort of goes, Oh, I, I'm thinking about those eyes. Oh, I'm back to being happy. She's a little shit. Can't wait to see her. Yeah. What? Oh, that was he. He delivered it better. I'm, you know, I hate to say it, but he delivered it a bit better than you did just then. Like, <laughs> she's a little shit, but I can't wait to see her. Yeah, I don't know. I okay. You know what? It was nice. It was sweet. It was human. Fuck God! What do you want me to say, Dad? He was fine. Oh come on! You know, you know, it hurts my heart when you don't not a hundred percent enraptured with my boy Lockie. <laughs> okay. Well, so yes, yeah, she's falling in love. Then we have, like, a fairly uneventful rose ceremony. Does anything... Oh, Irina gets a bit sad. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, every, it was all Irina all all the time after that. I and really it was all lost about interest her, by this point, to be honest. Her being upset and Caitlin... Was it... Oh, it was Bella sort of coming back with the rose. That was what it started. Yeah, and just talking and, about their and whole, like, lording relationship. And it over. And, oh, it was, yeah. such a, it was one of the best days of my life. And saying all this in front of them, as she always seems to. Mm. Uh, and then Irina, Irina kind of got more and more upset uh, and lots and lots of close-ups of her sort of frowning and lip-wobbling almost, and then she couldn't take it anymore and stood up and left. Mm. Uh, but then we got subsequent shots of them all back together again in a different room, in a, like inside, and Bella's continuing to go on about how wonderful it was and everything. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like in a shot where Bella's in the foreground and, and Irina's in the back and pull focus to, to also, Irina kind of looking upset, you know. Bella literally says, oh, I told him I was falling in love with him. Yeah, right. Like that's not good. Like no sort of amount of editing or producer manufacturing. Did Irina and say a no, similar thing when she got back from I don't. I don't think she said that. But mm. also Bella said that not just like in front of like Izzy and Caitlin who have clearly mm. given up. Mm. Caitlin more so. But like in front of Beck, who's like got this genuine, oh, yes. like real connection with him. Like that would be I'd be genuinely annoyed if that was the case, to be honest. Like I I, I kind of was like, oh, I can't really talk Bella out of this one. Mm. Anyway, Irina's, you know, understandably upset. And I think she actually sort of had this very you know, kind moment where she's sort of saying, like, I can't imagine my life without Lockie. Mm. I feel like my whole life's been leading up to him and now he's slipping away. Mm. It was sweet if she wasn't talking about Lockie. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's like she's literally been in a hospital fighting against the coronavirus and yep. this man somehow still matters to her. Yeah. yeah. How? I don't know. It's big as belief, really. It's, I mean, it's the only thing wrong with Irina really is that <laughs> she's fallen for Lockie, apparently, genuinely. <laughs> yeah. Now I cannot understand it. Oh, anyway, um, Bella then sort of goes off with Lockie and they use the umbrella to sort of shield themselves, having a little bit of a pash, mm. which I think we were meant to think was unlikable, but I thought was actually kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's all it continues to all be Irina through the rose ceremony because, of course, Bella gets well, Bella's already got her rose and then Kate 
No, not Caitlin. Um, uh, Steph gets the first rose. There's, there's, there's four Dad. women. Dad. Oh, what? Izzy. You called Izzy oh, Steph. Steph again. Oh, okay. Steph so I was Blair. right. I just got the wrong name. No, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to sit here and say you were right. <laughs> you know that that, that blonde woman. <laughs> the, oh. Who was either the father or had asthma, <laughs> or both. Izzy gets the rose, then it's Beck, and then it's between Irina and Caitlin, and we're somehow meant to believe there's any dramatic pause <laughs> yeah. about which of the two of them it's going to be. Yeah. Who was it, Dad? Irina gets the rose, Caitlin gets the boot. Yeah, he walks her out to the limousine. Oh, okay, which was a first Actually, for this series. you know uh, what this season. we haven't seen? Mm. Tradition, and I wonder why they've done this. Traditionally, there's always the shot coming of the girls as they're being driven out, kind oh, okay. of talking, giving like a bit of a post-mortem like often while crying. Of the limo. In the backseat of the oh, limo. Okay. We haven't seen that all season. Right. Why? I don't know. Um, That's so COVID? weird. I don't know. No, well, even before that. Yeah. Yeah, they usually kind of give it driving away. Sometimes they make it all the way to like Maybe the Sydney Opera and like go. the Sydney Harbour Bridge, you know? He, oh, Okay. Maybe because it's all taken four months, it's just, there's just, they've all, it's like, you know, they've grieved for it already. <laughs> they kind of, they know that they're on, mark, well, on borrowed just, time. and If they just don't have enough crews or something, like. I guess, that you could only, be it. You must only need two cameras for that last 10 you seconds. You could have one of those, you know, big like one of those Go taxi on, driver, you know. Yeah. Shows with the camera mounted in the roof. You That's know. so weird. I just haven't considered that. But, well, the the most important interview of the show is once the girl gets rejected, the final girl gets rejected, and then she cries in the limousine mm-hmm. all the way back. That's yeah. the most important thing That's in the show. That's why this Mark Fleiss guy is such a genius. Yes. Mm. Yes. And that's when you like, a little heart breaks for them. Yeah. And I, I hope we still get it. I hope that there hasn't been a blanket ban on limo cameras. Right, right. Well, look... <sighs> I had to say it. I think that's it for this episode. That's it. So we've got, uh, we're down to the final four. Yes, so we're down to the final four. So this is hometowns. We now visit their homes and their families. We'll get into all of the tropes for hometown next week. This was news to me when when the promo came on. There have been a couple of mentions of hometown. I didn't really know what that meant. And then we get this horrible promo. Well, it was actually quite good because... At last, Lockie's kind of... It was like it was like Trump's town hall. He, at last, <laughs> the hard questions were finally being put to him by someone other than a sycophant. Hometowns has its own whole set of law and rules. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Quickly before we go, mm. Bachelorette, we started seeing ads for it. Oh, my freaking God. <laughs> I, I thought that, you know, the, and the, my lowest points watching this series of The Bachelor, I thought this is literally as bad as it gets and then this first ad for the bachelorette came on and i realized there were whole vast abysses of <laughs> dismalness that um that that were possible beyond and below the bachelor and that is uh well in this case two women choosing from 22 or whatever guys who unlike Lockie are not completely secure and and, and assured of their position. (laughs) So therefore, not only are they 22, apparently, all complete idiots, um, but they're all showing off 100% of the time. And, oh, my God, like, um, you know, maybe the, the women were showing off a bit now and then in this, but I didn't really get that impression. Whereas, oh, these guys dressed up as angels and... 
I don't know. It was just... <laughs> you, you, saw, you stared into the void and the void stared back at you. Kind the of. void vomited magma <laughs> on me. How do you feel about the two different women? Uh, well, I don't, I can't tell the difference. I mean, you know, you, <laughs> what, Steph and Izzy? <laughs> Steph and Izzy, bachelorette. Mm. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the, the, the sort of two sisters picking from the same pool of men? Oh, well, that's fair. That's what happens in the world. I mean, God, you're right. <laughs> you it's, are correct, actually. I remember getting into big trouble when I, uh, when I learnt that Prince Charles dated Diana's sister in earlier days. And I Did said, he? well, why didn't he marry her? <laughs> and I was told by your mum, because they didn't fall in love. <laughs> I, I suppose that's a point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Your references are getting more boomerish by mm, the episode, mm, Father. Mm. <laughs> Busting out the Camilla. Um, oh, well, that's I, – I literally can't take any more for this week. Fair enough. I'm done. No, I'm well, out. look, I, I've, I've sort of – I don't know if I've got a second win, but I've certainly come back from the brink of the dark place I was in pre like 24 hours ago. <laughs> um, but my hatred and loathing has been replaced with just tedious kind of innovating. Don't worry. It, it, it speeds up. Right. Hometowns. You'll like it. Well, it did look You'll good. You'll have fun. The, the, the Bella's dad seems it's, to give him a real hard it's time. It's all about bullying the men. Oh, so okay. it's great. Yeah, right. It's and apparently time. someone's brother gets stuck into it's, him it's as a, well. It's, it's a hundred. It's a, you'll, you'll like it. Yep. It'll be good for you. Good, good. Uh, my name is Matilda Bosley. You can follow me on Twitter at Matilda Bosley. Where can they find you, Father? People can follow me at a distance of 1.5 <laughs> metres. <laughs> oh, my God. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy the week. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Me, My Dad and The Bachelor. If you want more fatherly content, you can follow us on Instagram at mydadbatchpod or shoot us an email at mydadbatchpod at gmail.com. This week's episode was produced by myself and Anthony Furchi. Music is by Latch Swing and Tritrachyong. And the cover art is by my wonderful sister, Perrin Bosley. <laughs>